KPBS On Demand is supported by the University of San Diego, offering professional and continuing education courses in the areas of business, education, healthcare, and engineering. For enrollment opportunities, visit pce.sandiego.edu. Good morning. I'm Annika Colbert. It's Thursday, February 11th. A new seniors-only vaccination site opens today. We'll have that story next, but first, let's do the headlines. Two cases of the South African variant of the coronavirus were reported in California on Wednesday. Both cases were discovered in the San Francisco Bay Area. It's a worrisome development as some COVID-19 vaccines have been ineffective against the variant. Meanwhile, in San Diego County, health officials reported more than 800 new COVID-19 cases and 51 deaths on Wednesday. Hospitalizations from the virus are now down below 1,000 in total for the first time this year. San Diego Mayor Todd Gloria created a nine-member Black Advisory Group on Wednesday. He says the advisors will help his administration tackle the unique challenges facing Black San Diegans. The group will meet quarterly and will hold their first meeting on February 19th. State Senator Brian Jones, a Republican from Santee, introduced a new measure on Wednesday that will increase penalties against people who steal packages from houses, or so-called porch pirates. Jones noted that home delivery of goods has increased due to the pandemic and that seniors and disabled Californians rely on package delivery the most. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news you need. Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, we've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com. seniors-only COVID-19 vaccination site opens today in San Marcos. KPBS North County reporter Jacob Ayer has the details. The site will be the first of its kind designed just for seniors in San Diego County. It's focusing on the most vulnerable and frail who do not have the support of family members or caregivers. It's run by Gary and Mary West Health. Tim Lash is the CEO and says they studied other vaccination sites across the county to streamline the process for seniors. We're going to start with about 100 uh, vaccinations per day uh, and quickly, based on vaccine availability, move uh, to over 500 per day. The site in San Marcos will be open Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 5 p.m. and appointments can be made through the county website or by calling 211 for those 65 and older. And that was KPBS North County reporter Jacob Ayer. 
Another vaccination superstation will be opening soon at the Del Mar Fairgrounds. It comes as new data from the state shows that there's been a lot of progress already in slowing the spread of the virus. KPBS's John Carroll has more. This Friday, the Del Mar Fairgrounds will become the sixth vaccination superstation in San Diego County. Scripps Health is partnering with the county and the fairgrounds to operate the station. If you fall into the current tiers, healthcare workers and those 65 and older, you can get vaccinated for free, no insurance needed. At a news conference in Fresno Wednesday, Governor Newsom said the state is making good progress, knocking down the COVID numbers. A month ago today, we had 13.9% positivity rate here in the state of California. Today, we're down to 4.8%. Newsom says the only thing holding the state back from getting more doses out is the limited supply coming from the federal government. And that story from KPBS's John Carroll. Despite the fact that vaccination sites seem to be sprouting up everywhere, there are still neighborhoods with little access. City Heights, a neighborhood filled with immigrants who are hit hard by the pandemic, for example. KPBS reporter Max Rivlin-Nadler tells us how one health center is working to get the word out and expand access. There are no county-run vaccine facilities in City Heights or Mid-City, but La Maestra Community Health Center's Javier Rodriguez says that if you're eligible for the vaccine, it's easy to become a patient at La Maestra and receive one by going to its screening station on Fairmont Avenue. The center has already vaccinated 1,000 people and has also been reaching out to community members to let them know about the vaccine. As you know, there is a lot of vaccine hesitancy, vaccine resistance, So I think providing a lot of education, you know, whether it be either in those phone calls, you know, in the text, flyers that we've come up with, you know, showing them that they are safe and effective, the vaccines. Rodriguez also says that the health center is ready to send out its mobile units with the necessary cooling equipment to communities to help expand access once the state gives the okay. And that was KPBS's Max Revlin-Nadler. Governor Newsom says a $6 billion plan to reopen some schools could be finalized by Friday. KPBS reporter Matt Hoffman says teachers are pushing to get vaccinated in order to keep teachers safe and to keep kids in school long term. Newsom says the plan would reopen some schools. will allow our youngest cohorts to return safely to school, starting with kindergarten to second grade, and ultimately get cohorts up to sixth grade, at least in that first phase. Even though a deal to reopen schools is close, teachers and their unions still have some questions. Keisha Borden leads the San Diego Education Association, which represents more than 7,000 educators from San Diego Unified. What I'm hearing from members is that they really do not feel comfortable coming into classrooms while we're still in the purple level. Some teachers want to get vaccinated before returning to the classroom. Newsom says he wants to prioritize educators, but there's a supply shortage. Unions have also called for regular testing and hope a deal that's safe for teachers and students is in place soon. Teachers are ready to go back, and we definitely want to see schools back in session, back in person in the fall. We don't want to see another school year like this. And that reporting from KPBS's Matt Hoffman. Meanwhile, a growing number of California parents and lawmakers are calling for youth sports to open up again, citing physical and mental health concerns. Cap Radio's Nicole Nixon reports. Most high school and other youth sports have been suspended since last spring, but that could change soon. 
Governor Gavin Newsom hinted this week new guidelines on youth sports would be closely tied to a looming deal on reopening schools. But critics, including GOP Assemblyman Kevin Kiley, say there's no reason to delay. I don't think that anyone is saying that right now we should have fully crowded basketball arenas with people sitting shoulder to shoulder, but uh, there are absolutely safe ways that we can get you know, all of our student-athletes back uh, on the field of play. Kylie says the state has effectively stolen experiences and possibly scholarships from prep athletes. He and more than 30 other lawmakers from both parties sent a letter to the governor calling for loosened restrictions on youth sports. And that story from Cap Radio's Nicole Nixon. Oceanside has never had a female or Latina mayor until Esther Sanchez was elected in November. KPBS North County reporter Jacob Ayer spoke with Sanchez to learn more about what she has planned as mayor of North County's largest city. Esther Sanchez is very familiar with the city she now presides over as mayor. In fact, she was born in Oceanside and grew up in the city's Eastside community. I went to, to all three you know public schools in this area and... Um, and I had my law office here, and City Hall is here. So, you know, my whole life feels like I've been in District 1. Sanchez served 20 years on the Oceanside City Council. I still sometimes kind of laugh because when somebody calls me mayor and uh, because I really wanted to, I have wanted to have more um, diversity on the council since we are uh, a diverse community and um, it's just never been reflected at, on our representation. Some of her top priorities include increasing local jobs, ensuring affordable housing, and addressing climate change. Because we are a beach town, we take such pride in zero waste, in being you know, on the front lines of, of, of zero waste, um, but at the same time, we still haven't addressed um, the biggest issue, and that is the jobs to residents ratio and cutting down on travel by car. A former public defender, Sanchez says Oceanside also needs to look at police reform and how law enforcement treats people of color in her city. We're having our police and fire commission, our existing police and fire commission, we're asking them to address these issues. Um, one of the things that I want to make sure though is that the police and fire commission has a kind of diversity um, on, you know, um, on the appointments so that people are actually going to go there and feel like their issues are being heard. The mayor noted the city's struggle with finding beds for the homeless population. We have not been able to address homeless. We don't even have a shelter yet in Oceanside, the largest city in North County. In the struggle between farms and housing development, Sanchez aims to leave the South Morrow Hills community as agricultural land. We still have uh, a need for farming. It's not, it's not something that, you know, is going to go away. And we don't need that land for housing. We don't need it. We have, we have in our housing element and uh, our reports to the state, uh, we have enough land inland, um, infill land, to be able to reach um, our, our quotas that we are, have been given. Sanchez added that Oceanside would benefit from more business-friendly policies so that people could work at business centers in their home community with livable wage jobs. She is looking for public input on issues affecting Oceanside especially in the midst of a pandemic when ethnic minorities and those with lower household incomes have been put at a further disadvantage. I hope that I make it easy for people to want to talk to me about what they see as, as are, are the issues for Oceanside and what they see for their neighborhoods, and we're able to figure out how to move forward. And that reporting from KPBS North County reporter Jacob Ayer. 
And coming up, the San Diego International Jewish Film Festival is back, virtually, and it starts tonight. KPBS arts reporter Beth Accomando has a preview next, just after the break. KPBS On Demand is supported by the Museum of Contemporary Art San Diego, offering visitors to the La Jolla campus special exhibitions, collection galleries, coastal vistas, seaside dining, and more. MCASD.org. Last year, the San Diego International Jewish Film Festival was able to hold its in-person event just before the pandemic hit. But for its 31st year, the festival is moving online. KPBS arts reporter Beth Accomando has this preview. A man puts on white gloves and carefully opens grimy, decades-old film cans to discover... C'est un négatif original. Un négatif original. Then, breathlessly, a French film archivist unspools an old motion picture negative. So who knew people on this planet actually had jobs with white gloves, right? (laughs) Christina Fink is the festival and film programming chair for the San Diego International Jewish Film Festival. And they take us into their world, their worlds that I don't know or walk in or even have friends that are involved with. And for those reasons... I love the documentaries like this where I learn something and I'm transported for an hour or so. Tomorrow, when the apricots bloom, transports us to 1930s Egypt to introduce us to Jewish brothers who were known as the Egyptian Disneys. The documentary takes you on a delightful journey of discovery as we get to see Egypt's first animated films. You can make a double feature of white-gloved archivists by then watching Glass Negatives. This was found as well in the attic? Uh, Yes. Really? A collection of 2,700 glass plate negatives was recently found in Poland. The photographs were taken between 1914 and 1939. A young woman tries to unravel the mysteries behind these images. I have to ask some questions. I have to realize what is this collection? Do we know who is the photographer? Do we know, like, who are these people? Like, so many questions. And when I started asking those questions, I found out that most of them don't really have answers. But the film slowly uncovers some answers and provides a glimpse of Polish Jews before their lives were destroyed in World War II. These films represent just two of the 36 features and documentaries showcased at this year's San Diego International Jewish Film Festival. Fink says festival goers can buy single tickets rather than a festival pass, with most films available to watch over the next 11 days. 25 out of the 36 are available on demand throughout the entire festival. That is a huge, huge deal to let the viewer control the viewing time. Attendees can create their own programming blocks, like focusing on World War II, or even more narrowly on just Italy. So Holy Silence, about the Vatican's response to anti-Semitism, is complemented by Syndrome K, about Italian doctors who invented a fake disease in order to hide Jews in their hospital. The historians and the scholars are still uncovering a lot of World War II history. You'd think we would know it all by this time, but that is not the case. 
Tonight's opening feature, Shared Legacies, the African-American Jewish Civil Rights Alliance, will only be available for a 48-hour window. The Jewish people have the DNA in their soul to look up close to what happened to African-Americans after slavery. It looks at the close connections between Jews and African-Americans from the 1909 founding of the NAACP through the civil rights movement of the 1960s. But what surprised me was the deep, deep friendships that existed. Sherry Rogers directed Shared Legacies. I was hoping that I could somehow spark the emotion and the feeling in people's hearts and that the folks could understand that we have this shared legacy that, you know, the Jewish people going all the way back to the Exodus story where Moses was sort of the original social protester against injustice, the social justice warrior, that Dr. King understood that the Exodus was a story that could empower the Black community, that this was a biblical movement. The screening of Shared Legacies will be followed by a live discussion. Many films will have discussions online or filmmakers' introductions to provide additional exclusive content for festival goers. And that was KPBS arts reporter Beth Accomando. The virtual San Diego International Jewish Film Festival runs tonight through February 21st. And that's it for the podcast today. KPBS will be airing day three of the impeachment trial for former President Donald Trump. You can hear it live on KPBS 89.5 FM starting at 9 a.m. or watch it on KPBS 2 on television. You can also catch it streaming live online at kpbs.org, where you can also get the latest news and recaps of the day. I'm Annika Colbert. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, We've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com.